and welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. Today, we welcome back Dave Everett to the show. In November, uh, just a few months ago, Dave was kind enough to step aside from the iFlex trade show floor to talk to me about some of the big industry topics that he's been following and working with as part of the AOCA. Um, at the time, he was working with Service Champ and working the trade show floor, talking to industry folks. Since then, he has announced that he is stepping down from that 28-year career with Service Champ to launch his own consultancy service, and that uh, brand new venture launched this year. You know, one of the awesome parts about my job is being able to talk to operators and other industry people who are branching out into new and exciting projects, whether that's a new franchise project, a new coaching or consulting business, or even just launching a new shop. Uh, hearing those stories is exciting, and in this interview, that's something you'll hear me say a few times uh, while I'm speaking with Dave. Dave talks to me about what he's learned throughout his career with Service Champ and what he has planned for his brand new consulting service and, and how he hopes to help operators uh, do their best work. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening and take a listen. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Nolan Podcast. We're here with Dave Everett, uh, now formerly of Service Champ, and a longtime uh, kind of industry figure, uh, still involved and has been involved with the AOCA for a long time, with a lot of their uh, training and education initiatives. Uh, now working on a, a brand new venture, Dave Everett Consulting. Uh, we'll get into that, but first of all, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah, and this is a, a kind of quick turnaround return visit for you. We, uh, I was glad to be able to pull you aside over at iFlex and, and have an interview, and that was helpful for the listeners. And then now we're on, a, on to a different topic. Well, things do change, don't they? <laughs> that they do. Um, so congratulations, I think, are in order for a, a big move to Dave Everett Consulting, a new service you're launching. Uh, I was just curious if you could kind of run through that process, the, the vision you have for Dave Everett Consulting, what areas of uh, expertise you want to help the industry out with? Sure. Well, in a, just on a broad view, I'm looking forward to continue helping the fast loop industry get better and stronger. Uh, I'm still on the board of AOCA, so I'll continue my work there. And now also as an independent consultant. So I'll be able to work more one-on-one -on -one with individuals and companies to help them grow their business. Um, and, and just find ways that we can make it better. Yeah. That, that's really the broad stroke of what it is. As far as areas of expertise, having been in this industry for over 30 years, um, having visited hundreds and hundreds of stores, I've got a real good handle on uh, what they should look like, how they should be run, um, you know, and the best way to go about operating them to uh, for key efficiency. So, uh, I guess the, the key areas are going to be sales, service, uh, appearance, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's uh, certainly no shortage of industry topics uh, that we've talked about and that shops are probably curious to, to get into with somebody in a, a consultancy capacity. So I think it's well needed in the industry. Um, I do want to back up just briefly. Um, you know, I guess I should ask for many listeners are probably very familiar with you and your expertise in the industry, but uh, maybe for those who aren't, tell us a little bit about what you had been doing 
you know, for the past 30 years? Well, let's see. For the past 30 years, uh, I was with Service Champ and uh, prior to that with Filters Inc. I also ran a car wash company, Kim Supply, for a few years. Oh, cool. So I've dabbled into the car wash side of things. Uh, spent a lot of time doing training and uh, educating. Uh, I was the education chairman for AOCA for many years and um, have worked with people, teaching them product knowledge. I've learned a lot about customer service and sales. Mm -hmm. uh, during that 30 years, I also owned two of my own businesses, uh, completely unrelated. <laughs> One was a fireworks company where we actually did the big displays. So we had to deal with importing and dealing with government agencies and safety regulations and all of those things. And then also a bead company where we saw, sold Mardi Gras bead style beads to uh, municipalities and, and uh, crews for the different parades. So I've got the background in sales management, uh, running companies, and also uh, working with customers in all different aspects. Yeah. Awesome. Like I said, I think it could be a great thing for the industry kind of having a consultancy to lean on, help push your business forward a little bit. Um, you have uh, all this experience you went through and, uh, you know, a lot has changed in the quick loop industry, uh, certainly over the time that you've worked in the industry, but uh, really sharply, just a lot of changes coming on with uh, COVID in the last few years and then the supply chain issues we've been seeing and uh, the labor shortages certainly are, are uh causing headaches for a lot of shops. Um, what are some big topics that you know as you go into this consultancy of, you know, what are, what are shop owners going to be asking about? What are some of the kind of headline topics that you hope to tackle here in the near term? Well, some of the big topics are some of the old topics um, and also the new ones coming. Obviously, electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. AOCA is working on some uh, programs for that right now. There are still a lot of things on electric vehicles that need to be serviced. Um, just not oil changes. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that people need to be looking for. And then also trying to decide, do they want to be an oil change only business or do they want to expand the services that they offer? Oh boy, that's a, that's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where historically things kind of expand and contract over and over again. I mean, let's think back to early on, you had, you know, your butcher, your baker and your candlestick maker, mm -hmm. you know, and they were all separate businesses and you went to the, to get what you needed from that specific business. And then we came up with a grocery store <laughs> where you could buy, you know, your meat and your dairy and your bread and things like that. Yeah. And then you had your superstores and, they started adding, adding additional things and then they were actually put a bakery in and they added a pharmacy. And now you've got your super Walmarts mm -hmm. uh, where everything's in there, including oil change and auto repair and tires and things of that nature. And then all of a sudden you start seeing a rebound where you're going back to people finding a butcher that they like mm -hmm. or a baker that they like totally. and people specializing again. Same thing happened with automobiles, uh, except the other way. We started where you went to the gas station to get your gas, your tires, and your repairs. And, or you went to the dealer who did everything. Mm -hmm. And then slowly people started specializing. We, you could went to the muffler shop. You went to the brake repair place. You went to the oil change shop. 
And then all those people that were doing the other things other than oil changes said, wow, oil change places are making a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe we should add oil changes. And they started doing that. And now the oil change places are saying, well, maybe we should start adding brakes or tires. And so we've kind of gone from the specialization. Uh, some people have stayed there and some people are branching out and adding additional services. But yeah. that's something that each individual is going to have to take a look at their facility and their staff to see what's going to work best for them. Yeah, I think that was a really great metaphor with the grocery stores and kind of how that grew and then uh maybe is, is curtailing a bit as people look for more specialized services, but boy, you, you hit it right on the head as far as, you know, wh what we always try and preach at Nolan is, you know, whatever works for your market, for your clientele, maybe for your assets as a business owner, kind of however you want to tailor it. But what I find so interesting is that, you know, I could talk to, you know, four different operators in a month in four different markets and they're really pursuing you know, two different models or three different models of a quick lube. And that's what I find is just so interesting right now as people are kind of look at and, looking at it uh, in different ways and, and taking different directions. Oh, absolutely. It really depends, like I said, on the facility and their personnel and also uh, what their, you know, competition is in the area. Mm -hmm. So there is no one size fits all in this business. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why you have to sit back, take a look at it, um, take a look at your business from inside and out and find out what's going to work best for you. Totally. So uh, looking back on the uh, career you've had thus far, you're, you're entering a new phase, but uh, I'm sure you're taking a lot of lessons with you uh, as you enter this, this new phase and, and going independent, I suppose, as, as you might say. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons you've taken from you uh, from your past experience, maybe not just in the quick lube industry, but maybe in, in the areas of leadership or uh, sales or things like that that aren't necessarily service focused? Well, obviously, the biggest things that I've learned is uh, what's important in business, uh, and that's customer service and relationships with your customers. Mm -hmm. If you don't do those two things right, it's not going to work. And it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. It really is how you take care of your customers. That's what's going to get them coming back. That's what's going to get them bringing other people to you. Um, I'd say that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. Um, and, and utilizing those things to, to make your operation better. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the important things, like I said, customer service. But what are you going to work on? Well, you have to work on your sales. And most people think, well, if you're working too hard on your sales and you're being pushy, well, no, I don't mean you have to make customers say yes when you offer them something, but you have to give them the chance to say no. So you have to work on your sales. You have to work on your service. And, um, and that's, that's hopefully what I'm going to be able to do for a lot of people. I'll be able to help them increase their product knowledge, which increases their confidence in what they're doing, mm -hmm. which will then increase their ticket average and increase their car count and increase their level of customer satisfaction. So it's a never ending loop. That is, you get better in one area, you get better in the next area, which increases, which, you know, it just keeps on going till you're doing the best you can do there. Yeah. Not only that, but uh, as you were saying, that, I was thinking about, you know, some of those leadership lessons of uh, also getting involved in the industry and uh, kind of putting yourself out there a little bit. You know, I think of you being, uh, you know, having been at Service Champ as your 
so to speak, day job, uh, but then also, you know, being a presence at something like iFlex within the AOCA and uh, hopping out a podcast with us and things like that is um, kind of putting yourself out there as a leader and, and making sure that you're uh, being involved in the industry, trying to help push people forward. That's uh, also a, uh, an important lesson, though. Well, I've always thought one person can make a difference, and I believe in giving back. Mm-hmm. And and working in this industry, you know, I've uh, I've done seminars on uh, profitable community involvement, how to give back to your community. Um, and when you have a shop in a city, you can do that. Yeah, I'm working nationally. I don't have a city or a local community other than this industry. So the way that I can give back to my community is by doing things like this, by uh, doing seminars, you know, it won't, back when AOCA was doing regional seminars and, and speaking at the uh, conferences for AOCA, helping with education, uh, I feel like that's giving back. And I think you, as any kind of business owner, you can't just take. If you're continually taking, people notice that. Hmm. And you have to give back. And so I just feel that this is my way to give back to my community. And that's the, the lube industry. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned as we were chatting before uh, the recording started that this is, uh, it's a big move. It's a big transition for you. Are you uh, excited? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yeah. uh, It's a, it's a real good feeling. I've gotten some tremendous feedback. I've already gotten some people that have called me and uh, we were setting some dates up and some plans Uh, already given out some uh, advice there that people are following that I hope uh, works out very well for them. I'm sure it will. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about what the future holds, not only for me and uh, doing the consulting, but also for the people that I work with and for this industry. Yeah. There's a lot of people going, oh, my gosh, EVs, everybody's getting rid of them in five years. Mm -hmm. No, not really. There's just way too many uh, cars out there that still need oil in them. So I think we'll be around for a while. I think the future looks bright. Absolutely. And I and I had asked about topics that people will uh, probably bring up a lot. And I'm sure EVs is a question you'll get uh, with most of your clients. Oh, yeah, it's it's like a death knell to the oil industry mm-hmm. if it were to happen overnight. But there's just too many things that that are going on. Steve Swedberg, who some people may have read in uh, in some of the publications, mm-hmm. and he was talking about electric cars and saying, what happens when we get a hurricane in Florida and everybody's leaving the state and the highways get jammed up and they get trapped mm-hmm. or like what just happened in Virginia sure. with the snowstorm and everybody's trapped on the highway. Those cars run out of power and people are trapped with no heat or no air conditioning. Uh, then when traffic does get moving, they can't move. So now you've got roadblocks and you can't just run charging stations out to the highway. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that have to be put into place before we're all electric. Yeah. And I think that's important to realize so that people don't jump on the fear factor of electric and, and jump into, okay, how can I utilize this to help my business? Yeah, and you think of how long it took to build the, uh, the gas station, service station infrastructure uh, in the, throughout the country. and. Uh, we certainly don't have that with EV chargers yet. So, uh, yeah, kind of taking a long view, like you mentioned. Is, uh, yeah, and I think that's the key is, is, like I say, forget the fear factor. 
it's just something, it is it coming? Yeah, it's coming. Uh, can we avoid it? No, we can't. Mm -hmm. So what do you do in the meantime? You learn as much as you can about it. Yeah. Uh, right now, it might not be a bad idea for some people to put a charger at their location. Hmm. And some folks, you know, they might say, well, why? People have one at their house. Well, if that's the only one they used, why did they put them up in shopping centers mm -hmm. and other places? And just because somebody has an electric car doesn't mean that's their only car. Chances are real good that that family owns an electric car and one or two cars that still need an oil change. So if they can come to you to get their wiper blades and the new tires and things like that, well, guess where they might bring their other cars? So it's little That's things it. like that, that instead of looking at it as a hindrance to your business, look at it as a way you can help your business. Absolutely. Well, it's really cool. When, you know, one of the most exciting things uh, from my perspective at the magazine is seeing uh, industry people branch out into new opportunities and launch new businesses and things like that. So it's uh, going to be really fun, I think, to see uh, your progression through this consultancy. And uh, we're excited to share that with people. Um, how, uh, how, how are you getting started now? How, how might someone get in touch with you if they're interested in, in uh, learning more? Well, there's two ways they can get in touch with me. One is on email. I'm still working on a website, so that's not there yet. But they can reach me on email at deverett, that's D-E-V, E-R-E-T-T-819 -T at gmail.com. That's deverett819 at gmail.com. Or they can call me on my phone, 727-424-9288. Wow, and, uh, putting be your glad phone to number out on the airwaves. Pardon? Putting your phone number right there out on the airwaves. That, you know what? Most of the people that I've talked to in this industry already have it one way or the other. So I don't mind it at all. I'm, I'm available, you know, whenever they need me. Awesome. Well, we're uh, again, we're excited to hear uh, how things go for you. And uh, thanks so much for sharing with us. And, and we wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. And sure. Look forward to working with you again in the future. Absolutely.